Hey everyone, welcome back to Top Drawer Podcast. Adam and Alex here with you. Match week eight is done, the football is gone, and international break is back. So um, we're going to try to temper our depression and our anger for the next hour or so, but it it's palpable because mm-hmm. this is it's pointless. Um, but let's get in. Let's get into last week. We're gonna hit you with, with the uh, with the rundown. Brighton hosted Burnley, and that's enough airtime for them. Nil nil. No wings, no problem. As Southampton down Newcastle two nil. Ole's found his wheel again, just in time to deny United fans hope at Pochettino as United drop Everton three one. Leeds hit back level at one all through Patrick Bamford, only for it to be called back for offsides, as Patrick Bamford's mum's neighbor was ruled offside once in a Sunday league. Palace over Leeds at the end, 4-1. Chelsea continued their match, their march towards scoring a billion goals, as Sheffield's one wasn't enough compared to Chelsea's four. <laughs> Adama Lookman proves to be an agent provocateur as West Ham escaped with a 1-0 win over Fulham. There's no justice in this cruel world, however, as the People's Club fail or they fall late to Spurs via Harry Kane header. Spurs won Eastern European nightclub FC no. Leicester goes 50% on penalty attempts, but that's all they need as one was enough to drop Wolves. Man City and Liverpool were off to a flyer, but didn't fancy the second 45 much as the first half score of 1-1 carried to full time. And Ross Barkley continues to baffle scientists as he continues to mimic an actual good footballer. Meanwhile, Mikel Arteta was said to be rather upset as he gave specific instructions to, in fact, not lose the game. Villa 3, Arsenal 0. So that was that. Yeah, it was. How, how'd you like the weekend? You had a good weekend. Wasn't bad. Um... I mean, I'll take 3-1 over Everton. Not a bad Everton side with Hamez back in the side. Well, Hamez physically name only. on the field, right? Yeah. Physically on the pitch. That is about where we will end with his contributions. Yeah, no, he, he really didn't do much on the pitch, which is unfortunate to see. Um, Let's start there. Yeah, Because it was well. a good match, uh, at least from one side. So it started odd. Oh, you're like, what's his name from Grand Theft Auto? Oh, shit. Here oh, we shit. go again. Right. CJM. Yeah. So, you know, they, they yeah. jump ahead 19 minutes in. Bernard with a, a, a nice goal, a nice little individual effort there through the legs of uh, Erwan Basaka. De Gea can't see the ball, no chance, whatever. Yeah, pulled it back short side. Um, but Fernandez just had a day, an absolute day. Uh, what, six minutes later, goes back with a nice header from a, a beautiful cross from Luke Shaw. And then squeaks one into the far post, uh, you know, a couple, ten minutes later. I mean, I liked it. I had a good day. Cavani on the score sheet at it the end was of the good. night. It was good. Um, it was a little bit of a formation, especially after losing in the, the uh, midweek to uh, whoever in Turkey. Yeah, what European giant was that? Yeah. To be it's, fair, I didn't even watch the game. Yeah. Istanbul. Yeah. To uh, uh, Martin Skirtle with hair, by the way. When, well, I didn't see this. So. I'm just saying Martin Skirtle. I'm almost glad I didn't see Former this. Liverpool uh, center back, yeah. now with hair. Uh, I think it was like the longest the longest gap between victories in Europe for a player. It was like nine years since he had been on a, a winning I, like side. In, in the lineup, 
on a team that won in Europe. That's not a great stat to have. Uh, yeah, 2011, long time ago. Um, but yeah, Everton, they, if you rewind the tape and you go back towards the second episode, match week one, maybe so the third episode, maybe, mm-hmm. um, kind of said like, you know, I don't know if Richarlison, I don't know if DCL, I don't know if this is enough for Carlo, right? Is that, are they going to be his attackers? And then I think maybe the next episode I said, you know, Richarlison would just look wasteful. Look great. And that wasn't not true. He was yeah. wasteful. But I don't know if this is correlation or causation. But they I mean, don't seem to have a clue. I mean, he hasn't been on the pitch the last three matches. And banned after the Liverpool match. Look terrible. And, yeah, they look like it. I mean, who would have known? Who would have thought that Richarlison was the key that unlocks the door for Carlo the, in, at the Everton? The straw that stirs Carlo's yeah. drink. I mean. Uh, I refuse to believe it because I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, I mean, that. That would be an interesting development in this uh, uh, wild book that is the Premier League year yeah. by year. Um, but Pickford was also back. Didn't do jack shit except foul and karate kick to the Again. midsection. Harry Maguire, um, yes. which wasn't called for a penalty for some ungodly reason. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Uh, nice to see he can still walk. Uh, yeah, no, Pickford. Pickford's just Pickford's going to Pickford. Yeah, and... I mean, I... I'm fine with him doing crazy stuff. As long as he's not hurting players, I'm fine with him doing crazy stuff I'm, in the I'm box. trying to think if I have some, like, TV show, movie, like, relatable I can character I can put it to. But he's just this try-hard guy, mm-hmm. right? This every, you know, whatever it is, every time he's getting in there, you almost have to be like, calm down. Yeah, just chill out, Stop bro. it. Yeah. Well, sir, sir, this is this is a Tesco, right? Calm down. <laughs> We talked about it last week. So Carlo put himself into a box saying, bring a Pickford back. It's like, I mean, I'm not certain out of any of the three goals, maybe Cavani's he could have positioned himself, but there was a break on. He was two to one. I mean, I'm not certain anybody, any keeper could have done really anything to those goals, but really, I don't I mean, still don't understand why you have Pickford on the He should have, he should have, you know, I posted the uh, tweet on, on uh, our Instagram that said, uh, you know, Pickford's natural. It's like Pickford's natural instinct to keep balls in plays that he shouldn't are going to cost them points. Yes. someday. Obviously, tongue in cheek yeah. as it has many a time. Um, but I think the bigger problem is that space in the midfield for Everton. Really big. Mm-hmm. Really big. Well, it's interesting because because Carlos playing um, James on top right right like he he's up with the striker flying now he kind of drops in sometimes but he is anywhere else he's played he's been that that cam that 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 center attacking mid almost a 10 maybe not quite a 10 your eight or something rather he's not up ever fighting for balls in the six yard box yeah which is, he seems to be there now and it's like okay are you playing him as a striker are you trying to make him a winger all the time part of that at, might at 29 Part of that might be because Richarlison is out and yeah. they have to Gotta have adapt. more options up there or else DCL is just going to get suffocated. Mm-hmm. But I'm more concerned uh, only in this like 60 minutes a week am I con- going to use the term concerned when describing Everton. Mm. Uh, I'm more concerned about like are Allen's legs gone already? I think so. I know it's more running than it is in in Italy, but mm-hmm. 
Yikes. Because it's, it's only going to, you know, December is around the corner. Well, and that's, that's where and the issue is. They've got like three in. Decembers this mm-hmm. year, basically, on fixtures. So. I don't know. We're going to see. I mean, we, we say this, I think, every week, both, both with Everton and Villa, and probably every other team we talk about. We're going to see as this, as this turns on. Everton had, has had a dreadful last couple games, um, last couple performances. So if they don't, if they don't write the ship here, I mean, Richarlison's coming back next game. Um, so we'll see if he can inject immediate uh, uh, pace and I don't know, just 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 stability to the squad. We'll see about that. So uh, we we got I don't know. I know what is easiest for me to bring up next, and I don't want to bring it up at least yet because we bring it up almost every every show because it's there almost every show. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna skip some controversial uh, happenings from the weekend. We'll yeah. get toward that towards the end. Sure. Um, do want to make a shout out? I forgot last week because I noticed this. Uh, ben Showell, greatest head of hair in the PL. Which I'm I'm offering that up. I'm not saying it's 100 percent for certain. But oh my god, he's got some nice hair. It's amazing. It's like black shoe polish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it, when I was watching that game, like it was raining in London, but it was like slicked back. Like it's just close enough to Lego hair that it doesn't, but it doesn't look like this guy's got like a molded piece of plastic on yeah, his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outstanding. This is the content you tune in for. Mm. Two bald men talking about Ben Chilwell's hair, but Chelsea looked great. Four uh, goals. I mean, this is without Kai Havertz too. But I'll tell you, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know again, that you want him back though, in the pitch now. Like you've got uh, you've got Ziyech in there, so he was whipping him in every chance he got. He was always the best signing, I think, that they had when it was going to come to consistency. Mm. He just Havertz has this it factor, this possible wow. Hakeem had done it for years at IX, mm-hmm. right, Werner. I mean, you're going to get what you're going to get. You're going to get what seems to be the skill of a prolific striker who then bangs it off the post every other game. And you go, okay, put it in the back of the net, brother. I think think the most consistent piece that they bought, they now have. And I think you've. And of course, it helps when you can win 4 1 instead of lose 5 4. I mean, to be fair to Sheffield, they did lose 4 1. But Sheffield was bringing the heat in the first 20 minutes. Now, they had problems with bagging goals at all. And the same thing with Chelsea. Chelsea was getting all up in the final third. Uh, but they, they couldn't put it in the back of the hat. But swinging back to Sheffield, they brought the heat in the first 8, 10, 15 minutes. They were rewarded with a goal. Good on them. Dave McGoldrick, who I'm pretty sure is the one who didn't have a goal the entire campaign until like the second or last match week last they year. They had, I forget, was it he had their last goal against Chelsea, but it was last year in the summer or something like that. Something like, weird. Was, like he, yeah. So he was, you know, he, he plays up front for him and he starts like every match. You know, he's, you know, he's, he does the job and Chris Wilder kept putting him out there, mm-hmm. but he just never scored. Yeah. And it was only until like the last game or second to last game. But yeah, I mean, a lot of times when you see teams outmatched and ungunned, or outgunned, I mean, the first 20 minutes, it's settle in, take the heat, and then, yeah, you know, water finds its level. Yep. You know, it's, it's tough to be like, 
4-1 match. Nothing to talk about, but it was kind of a business as usual. Yeah. Sad sad to see Sheffield clearly just I don't They just don't have they just, just don't have the power to yeah. stay up or the power not even to stay up but just to compete really. It you know, I don't want it's harsh to say it was fool's gold last year. Because they carried it for two-thirds of the damn season, right? Like, they lost a lot. Chris Wilder had them playing really well. And, like, each week when they kept winning, like, it wasn't like, oh, they miraculously did it this way this week. And then mm-hmm. it happened. Like, they they did what they did week in and week out. Mm-hmm. And they had results. And then the break came. And then it they came oh, back right. and it just didn't have it. Um but yeah, you know, business as usual. I think. Yeah, Chelsea. I think are starting to find a little bit of footing um, here. Again, Frank it Lamp. helps when you can win four one and compared to losing five four. True. Right. Agreed. I mean, you like we said, you have uh, Kai out, Kai Havertz out um, for I was a COVID protocol or something. He's out for, and Pulisic has a hamstring as he tends to do. Um, but if you get those two guys back on the pitch, I mean, if they're winning four one out, granted it's Sheffield. But winning four one fairly comfortably, and then you toss those two two boys in the mix, uh, I, they're looking fine. If if Lampard can get them get them sorted and get the egos in check, or keep it in check and keep everything chugging forward, I think they can be something very fun to watch going forward. I'm just I'm reading down on the next one. I don't want to spend time on this. I just want to talk about this. Did you see Adama Lookman's penalty attempt? For, at the very uh, end, for Fulham, Fulham for Fulham at the no, very end of the I didn't game. So, see it. so absolutely nothing for the most part. Sure, tangible stuff the entire match. So your check gets the penalty at ninety plus one, puts it in, and then minutes later on the last kick of the game, Adama Lookman tries what you would presumably describe as a paneka, but it never got above the thigh of the goalkeeper and was as slow as can be mm. and to the left. And so, I mean, he literally was Sam's keeper yes. almost dove and he was basically at the post and kind of stop and, Oh, yep, knock it, it down with his left hand and pick it up. Oh, it was terrible. Like your team has not won a match this season so far. And you can tie it at the very yeah, least. Yeah, get a point out of it. On the last kick of the game, and that's what you go for? Mm. Yeah, this isn't the time stones. for... Those are some stones, man. They are. Good grief. Uh, he may not have those stones in next Snip. match week, so we'll see what happens there. Um, I didn't catch any of the Spurs-West Brom game. I don't know if you have anything to say about I saw that. a bit. West Brom, you know... Or Eastern Nightclub FC, God pardon us. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they came. They came out for it. They they went for it. They were playing some good ball, and they were a bit unlucky on the header. Their keeper, he he got caught in no man's land. Mm-hmm. Ball gets whipped in, and it's going right to Kane, but he's facing back to goal, kind of on like a two thirds angle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he starts to come, and then he stops, and he realizes he's not going to get there unless he goes through him. And the ball, like, comes off Harry Kane's head, like, over their keeper's head, but in between his arm. If he would have been a step and a half, two steps back on his line, he just probably catches it with two hands right at his face. So, again, uh, 
the rest of the world weeps as European nightclub owner Slavin Bilic's uh, team continue to drop the points. Yes. So now we get down to um, a couple. The last three matches all had some things to talk about that have nothing to do with the actual run of play, if you will. Mm. And it started um, with Leicester Wolves. So Leicester had two penalties. Mm -hmm. One of them, rightfully fair, uh, young defender, just got his toe stuck in. Pen all day. That was the second one. The first one was on Kilman, and the ball was crossed into the box, and it hits him in the arm. And it was eventually checked, and they went, and the match referee went to the monitor and checked, and he ended up giving a handball that wasn't initially called. I can't... I have no words to describe for what I would assume a defender is to do Mm -hmm. when my elbows are at at my hips. They are on my flanks, and I am currently running, and a ball is then kicked at me from three yards away, two yards away, and it hits almost nearly within the silhouette of my body, Mm -hmm. and I'm then told that that is a handball. What are you to do? This was, uh, and just to kind of bleed two matches together, I mean, uh, Arlo and, and Lee talked about this uh, in the in the Liverpool City match when uh, Mo Salah's hand got, got or, uh, Joe, Joe, Gomez. Ma- or Joe, Joe Gomez. Gomez, yeah, yeah. Uh, his arm got, got nicked. And, and they said, rightfully so, it was like, he's if you saw the Leicester Wolves game, this is an extra five yards back and a little less against his body because it just was. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, if, but they said if you call that Lester Wolves one, there's no way in the world that you cannot call this one. As as much as Lee didn't want it to be a handball, as Lee the defender doesn't want anything to be a handball, he's like, if you call that, you have just for consistency's sake, you have to. Yeah, I you know when I first saw it, which they did for full disclosure. But. My my when I so when I first saw the Gomez one, my first. Partisan reaction was, shit, it's a handball. It looked, in, in the live play. Cause in real time, it, it looked his, like a handball. Yeah. But the problem is, the rule has been changed in the Champions League three seasons ago. It went to, if it touches your hand in the mm-hmm. box, we don't care. Which we is, don't care. Which is basically what it is now. But with a, it's a little watered down. And then the it here. changed in the EPL last year a mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. And now it's changed even further with the introduction of you can now score a Premier League goal with your armpit, yeah, uh, and whatnot. So, so the problem they've is they've taken the unnatural position clause out and just said if it hits your arm. But there is, but it's not too it, like they didn't take it out. They made it more complicated. Mm-hmm. If uh, if you're not playing, you know, you don't have to. It used to be you have to deliberately play the ball with your hand. Yeah. you have to make an attempt for it. Or your hands have to be in, in such a ridiculous position. Yes. You know, you have to. You're jumping into the air for yeah. a header, and your hands are head and shoulders above mm-hmm. your head. Yeah. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm, you're running full bore, whether you're Kilman or whether you're Gomez. And Gomez, you could see, he's trying to get his arm out of the way. He just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. And maybe you say, okay, well, you have to do better. Okay. Well, does that mean I have to run? Arms down. Yeah. Elbows locked. You know, palms backwards, hand at my sides. Mm-hmm. 
it's not going to happen. Or do you just say that's unfortunate, but that's the rule? That's Which, part but, of the game. But the issue is, just, you got to pick one, though. Right. right. And can't. so you can't waffle. And and the officials in the Premier League need to come out and go. We understand your frustrations, um, but if any part of the arm is protruding or extended or on any sort of degree away from the torso, mm. right? Like Gomez, what his elbow was tucked and his arm was out. Mm-hmm. If it's out like that, even in a natural position, even within part of your gait and it's hit, it's going to be called. But then the problem becomes you get Luis Suarez all over again, where he would just try to dink the ball up into your hand right, and, just and then turn and look for yeah. an official and scream handball. I mean, that was one thing I was thinking about this today. I think we're blending the two of these, but I think it's relevant. I was thinking about this today. It was back when, before, in the glory days, what it seems like, before VAR. There were plenty of nights, plenty of European nights, plenty of rainy nights in Manchester where, you know, a penalty would be given late and you just go, that's not, you see the replay and it's like, that's clearly not. But there's, but it's done. It's done. Yeah, but see, I there's, I have the, a, there's a finality to it, I, which is at least nice. See, this that's yeah. recency bias, right? That's like saying you dated a girl and it was a really bad relationship and it was toxic and it wasn't going anywhere and you broke up. And then you went and got an even worse one. Mm. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have changed from the last one. It just means Agreed. you're screwing up again. I'm not saying now. to go back to that. I'm just I'm just reflecting on my feelings of that of you know the, what feel like the glory days. So here of, in the United States, right? There's an issue with in American football. Coaches challenge the calls, right? It's not yell at the ref and have him look at it, you know. But you can't challenge a call if it's a scoring play. You can't challenge a call. Because those are automatically reviewable. You but you also can't challenge all calls. You can't challenge a call inside of two minutes. Those are done by the officials mm-hmm. for some, you know, because they don't want gamesmanship of slowing it down and using that as a timeout or yeah. whatever. But the idea is to get it right. If and that's it, the idea is to get it well, right. Well, the idea should be to get it right. right. And And we talked about this before. I mean, and tons of people have. This isn't some inherent idea of ours. Mm. This is common sense. Let us hear. At the very least, let us hear. Put a mic on. We talked about this the last week of the week before. In rugby, they do it. If you watch the World Sevens in Las Vegas, the ref has to look at the big screen in the stadium, and then his mic is then sent through the speakers as he discusses with the assistant ref in the booth about, now he has the final call, but at least the entire stadium gets to hear and see the ex- everything that's going on and what if he gets it wrong he gets it wrong but you're gonna hear about it yeah it's, it's something's got to be different i mean gomez like i said my first reaction was ah shit handball like i said i'm sitting on my couch mm-hmm. at the end of the chase and i i said it in the run of live play because yeah. i could see it and like i didn't argue i'd like to hear from them that and have, and not just arlo and lee everybody else through um, Sky and BT mm-hmm. here in the in the NBCSN studio stateside, I, I didn't hear anybody say that either. Of course, I mean if if Gomez is kind of the litmus test, right? If people are saying that's not a penalty, well, clearly Kilman's shouldn't have been right. Right? If, if Kilman's was a penalty, well, then clearly you have to call Gomez. Exactly. Um, but it's it's an issue because we you know you brought it up for the you added it for the rundown. Patrick Bamford gets flagged offsides as his hips were onside, not his mm-hmm. feet. 
his hips his were still torso onside, was onside. But, you know, part of his cuff of his short sleeve right. shirt, as he's pointing for play the play ball the through, ball. I mean, I think Clapp, I think Clapp said it this week. And I, I didn't get the full context and what he was saying, what the question was, but it was clear. But the end of it was, I don't know how someone scores a goal with their armpit, but I can't wait to see it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hear the question. I didn't hear before, but I could tell what he's getting at yeah. is you're saying he can be off sides because he can score with that. How the hell do you propose he's going to score with his armpit? Well, but it's not he can score with his shoulder, his outside shoulder. I, I understand, but sleeve, but yeah. but talking about these issues when a player Agreed. can point. And right, because because the bit is, oh, I, I need him to be able to point. What it's, it, it's the whole point of the game. What advantage did he gain? And right. we talked about that with our rule change that's episode. What that's that's the the heart of it. Mm-hmm. That's the soul of the rule. You're gaining an unfair advantage if you cherry pick. Yeah, or if you can be a couple steps ahead. There's no advantage game because Patford, Pat, Patrick Bamford's mm-hmm. long ass arm was. Sticking right. behind a defender. I mean, come on. Because when you think about that next step, it's gonna next. It's gonna be behind his body because you know that's just how if your arms. If you're concerned about you the run. attacker having an advantage, well, don't let Mamadou Salko still be a center back in the Premier League. There's well, your advantage. There you go. I mean, shit. <laughs> come on. What are you getting at? I mean, the the sleeve is not an advantage. No. Running at him is an advantage. It's really not. And it's it's. I don't know. And in and, and, and this whole also like uh, uh, geometry nonsense with their dotted lines and whatnot, I don't even know if any of that's even right. Because when you look at it, like I get, like if there's math happening on a computer and it says, yeah, it's offside, I mean, all right. But then you show me the line on the TV and the camera's not even on the line. It's looking from some weird angle. And you're like, you're, that doesn't look off. Even if you say it's offside by like a foot, yeah. your angle that you're showing me that it's offside, where you're drawing these blue dotted lines and yellow lines over this line's here, that line, here's where the toe comes up, here's where his shirt, like none of this, I'm on a 2D screen I here, do, what are we talking about I mean, here? I can kind of, I mean, math is always math, right? Again, it, yeah, give me, I mean, I don't want you to show me the computer algorithm doing it, right. but like just don't do those lines and just be like, it, it was offside. Kind of, it was yeah, because yeah, you're, me, I get what you're saying. Don't give me the whole performance of it. I'll believe that as much as you, because yeah. the worst part is when they're like, is that the right lace I need to click on? Yeah. Or is the tab on the back of the boot? Mm-hmm. Like, and you see, and you, they can't just pick a spot and they're like, oh, here, because then it's like, okay, are, are you not happy with your past yeah. three results? All right, which one? Because you, you clicked on three out? different spots of the boot and now you got to find another one. Yeah. Are you just... Hoping you stumble. Like, okay. Yeah, we'll figure out the right one here. There was another one. And this one was a little bit... It was a little bit more. And I don't know if it's because it was a really great goal that was ruled out. Or if it's because I was really against it. But uh, McGinn hit the opener in the Villa match. Mm. Just absolutely roofed one. Just put Just it right through. roof yeah. that shit. And Ross Barkley was off sides. And... He jumped, which was such a weird thing to do. He was in the line of play. He was, though. but like in that split second to be like, ah, he's going to drive it low. And he jumps out of the way. Like there, you know, there's something to be said about just standing still just is your standing. best option. Probably. Yeah. And so that might be a little bit more of that was a I've heck of a goal. S- I've seen that in the past go both ways prior to VAR. Like I can think of one. 
uh, an early Rashford goal years ago, maybe 2016, 2017, smokes one from like the penalty spot, maybe a little further back. And Jesse Lingard's in the way, and he ducks down, and it goes over his head and just hits the top of the net. And I count it. But yeah. I've also seen it where you jump, yeah. and it's the low drive, and you block the keeper's view, right? But th- this is all pre-VAR. Right. And these are the things that VAR is supposed to get rid of, and I suppose he was in the line of play. If I you think... look at the, the shot from behind... And, and he makes a move, too. Right. Like just he, stand... Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like Just don't move. Hand, hand behind your back, just... Right. If it hits you, know? you, it hits you. If it doesn't, yeah, cool. It's, yeah. But if you move, it's you're definitely getting pinged for it. Exactly. So, um, but then they getting back to the actual football, if we may, to to move off this. Um, we did. We did just go on a massive. Tangent. Well, that's why I wanted to put that towards the end. I don't think that there was really anything that we skipped over that was, yeah. you know. Um. But but, Villa. Villa, they're, they're good. They're coming back. They're in. good. I'm going to say it. They're good. Uh, they're not flash in the pan. They don't seem to be. They, no, they I think struggled the last I, week or so, but... I mean, they're they're sixth on 15 points. So just behind Chelsea. Mm-hmm. But they're two behind Southampton, three behind Liverpool. I mean, they're they're only, what, uh, three three off the lead? Four? Three? No, three. three. Yes. Three off, three yeah. off first so, place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. You know. I. I was. I had my gazuntas wrong right there. <laughs> Gotta get that abacus back out. Yeah. Um. I think they're good. I think they're they're good. McGinn's playing the best ball of his career. Mm-hmm. Jack Jack Graylish in his stupid short socks and tiny shin pads. Mm-hmm. Russ okay. Barkley, telling you. <laughs> I just I said my piece on that at the beginning. And still, like, it's about all I can get through. I what, the shin pads? I just know about Barkley oh, yeah. continuing to mimic a good football player. Like, I just don't understand I'm how, t- like, that, that it took goal. him this long and to go to an Aston Villa side that was a week away from being relegated. If they had one last more game year, last literally year, literally a week away from relegated. being relegated. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, like, this is, this that, is it. That, uh, uh. The first goal. Uh, no, the, so the first goal is the, the, the no. own goal. The first Ollie Watkins goal. Okay, yeah, the, the header. <laughs> that wasn't Ollie Watkins' goal. That was Russ Barkley's goal. Yeah, he, he put it, he ricocheted that off. Yeah. His, Ollie Watkins was just basically there. He, he just threw his body I mean, there. Ollie, Ollie did a good job boxing out that defender yeah. to keep him in and the way. And then Ross Barkley ricocheted that off his forehead yeah, so to the get ball, the goal. The ball was crossing by Grealish from like center of the box mm-hmm. back to the touchline, right? And he just whipped that left foot. It was great. I like the I like the first goal, the own goal, which I thought was a bit harsh to rule an own goal. I get it goes off Saka. I'm not certain that what's his butt even got a touch on the ball, to be honest with you. He was like both feet were like dangling behind. But what I'm saying is like there's something about that where like your foot's here, my foot's here, and for all of you watching, uh, you can see, mind you, no one's watching. But my point is side by side. You can only play like we're at a point where that ball is going in the net whether I touch it or you touch it. Yeah. Like I just, Since I, I'm I, the attacking player, just give it to me. Yeah, I just feel like it was one that of those weird everybody. things. Um, that that buildup was so weird for the first goal. 
they were all standing, standing still. still. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, ours, yeah. And which, like, that's what you don't want to do because it makes you easy to mark. Yeah, they can just stand right in front of you. And they, they it, uh, it looked really good. But in my head, I'm like, this is really bad. Yeah, Arsenal's is just doing a worse job at what they should be doing right, right. now. Villa need to be moving. And Grealish and like, Barkley are just standing there, both passing it to each other back and forth, standing, doing the pick my right foot up and, and pretend uh, the faint kick yeah. in every direction and then just pass it back to each other. And then somebody just makes a run. It's like, oh, shit, there we go. It was so <laughs> weird. You do it. it was so weird. Oh, my gosh. I don't think Arteta gave instructions to do that. Also... Didn't look like he gave instructions to do anything. Well, so match, you get what I'm saying. saying. Like, there was... Uh, he... Uh, there was points where he's literally like screaming onto the field where players need to be. Like it's a training session mm-hmm. and it's like, Oops, see how long that's going to see how long that's going to go before yeah. it becomes, you know, and we were starting to, we were starting to lean Arsenal's way the last couple of weeks too. We were like, man, we still don't really well, know, we, but there's we a, made a decision. There. I think we made a decision last week. They're not there yet, but they, they seem to be what exactly what they look like. A team with a plan that's putting it in place. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's making progress, team. but are not there yet. It helps to get there if you can score goals. It's more difficult to get to that place you need to be when Lacazette is doing some of the things that he does yes. when he's in the 18-yard box. Because, wow, he had an absolute mare. Mm-hmm. He had that one header that that he just put Five feet over the crossbar. That was atrocious. Yeah, yeah. They had they had their decent share of scoring opportunities and just decided that they didn't want to that game. They apparently. did not do themselves any favors. No. I also want to commiserate with whomever that poor man is. I believe he's in the United States. Uh, on the NBCSN, the game, the pick em. Mm-hmm. That you pick like four or five games in the yeah. score. And if you get it, you get 50 grand. He needed a nil-nil Arsenal Villa for 50 Gs. He somehow well, he had, got half of that. Let me he tell had you. City. Imagine having that. City, Liverpool, 1-1 is ridiculous in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then De Bruyne are missing a penalty. Like, And then you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, this, this is, is happening. It, this right. is it, All right? I need is Arsenal and Villa to go nil-nil? Yeah, they'll fall asleep. Yeah, right, done. Nope. nope. I mean, Arsenal did. <laughs> Halfway there. But I think so. So, like we said last week, Arsenal, mm, not bad, not good. Yeah, there's work to be done. But there are there. But I think Villa's good. I think they are too. I'm fine I think with they're... putting a stamp on it. Like I don't think they're winning a league or anything. But if if they finish top six, wouldn't be surprised one bit. Yeah, I think they're going to be nipping at heels, especially the way United's playing. City, I don't know what they're doing. They're just kind of meandering around. Yeah, I, I just let's also talk about. How, what a weird week. I mean, this is the weirdest year ever. We all know. What a weird week, though. Southampton, top, top of the, of the league. Tottenham, at, at one point, top of the league. Only Leicester's there. Oh, my. Villa's right there. I just. It's keeping it interesting. I'll tell you, as much as our clubs are the ones always vying for top spots, generally, it is kind of nice to, to just as. If you if we pull back a little bit as sport fans, yeah, it's kind of nice to have this intrigue of I, I can't tell it's you great. what's gonna fucking happen next. It's great. I mean, I'm okay with it because on my end, you're hanging. You had there. VVD getting his his you know leg ripped off. 
Fabinho's out. Fabinho's out. Matip is out for a little bit. So we're 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 getting these injuries, and since you know he went down, we the first match we dropped points to was a draw at City, one one, mm-hmm. which is okay. Could be so, worse. So yeah, no, it's it's shaping up to be a really nice um, Premier League season. However, what is not shaping up to be nice is Europe. The games have been good. Mm-hmm. The pending pandemic COVID disaster with teams flying from country to country under different guidelines. You know what may help this situation? It won't solve the entirety of this issue is getting rid of these stupid fucking international breaks well, and it's, nations leagues. It's more to that. Agreed. Um, I can't... I, I can't, I'm trying to remember what team it was. I'm trying to remember what team. Okay. I remember. So it's Liverpool against uh, Midgieland. Yeah. Liverpool may be forced to forfeit the match based on the two countries' uh, regulations with, with travel. Because one can, one should Because of England and where they are in this lockdown and going. And so... I mean, it's okay. It's not Atlanta and Liverpool aren't circling that match on, you know, we have to win. We have to take these next three matches. But there's just this impending, like, doom behind me, right, that I can just feel. And I dare not turn around to look at it. Kind of like what you felt as I was giving you score updates on Istanbul in the midweek Mm. uh, with United. Correct. As that number just didn't help you out. Wasn't great. So get, getting into that, we're gonna we're gonna monitor. Obviously, we talked a little bit about it last week about what Europe's gonna be with these clubs and how those how those competitions are gonna progress. But looking at the Champions League, uh, we talked Liverpool last week. We talked City last week. Chelsea beat Rene uh, homecoming for Eduardo Mendy. You and I were actually out and about. We saw that. It looked like he was still in goal for Rene. It did look the like The exact him. same human being. It's twin brother. Same. Clone. Yeah. Can't convince me otherwise. Just didn't stop. Any goals. Those are some soft penalties on those. Remember Werner? Mm-hmm. Werner threw himself to the ground, yep. and then I forget what And I'm not entirely certain Werner was ever touched. Yeah, he I don't think he was. He breathed a little heavy through both legs in the air. And, and the other one was uh, Tammy Abraham shot, deflects off the leg of the defender, and then up into... His arm. Yes, 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 yes. So that was that was bad. So so it's good news that Europe's really figured out the VAR situation. Yeah, Europe just, or England's got an issue, but Europe's just mm, chef's kiss. Humming along. And so you guys, yes, 2-1. Um, we got a little break until, I believe, the 25th. Or the 24th is when we're back, and we play the return fixtures. Um, Europa. Europa had uh, a nice return for English sides. Arsenal beat Mould 4-1, uh, Leicester 4-1 over Braga, and Spurs down Ludogorets 3-1. So no more sad Jose. You have two S's in Arsenal. Right I now. saw that. I also misspelled Newcastle on another one. Man, these just hard words. We got fat fingers, man. All right. But that's your that's your European update. That's about all I got for it. Yep. I think mean, that's about all that needs to be said. Um I think we know the general teams are going to advance out of the group stage. I mean, we'll see the, the second round of games after the international break. 
Um, unless something astonishing happens, I think uh, English sides are actually looking pretty good, both in uh, uh, Champions League and in Europa. So keep our eye on them. I don't know what the hell's going on with this pandemic nonsense, but whatever. I don't thank God I don't run countries because yeah. Thank God for the country. For Thank reasons. God for the countries. We don't run countries. <laughs> um, so let's. Uh, who's your top drawer, top boy of the week? Who are well, you going to give some credit to this week? So I was going to toss it off to Bruno Fernandez, but I thought that might be a little too self-serving. Um, but uh, so uh, Eze from um, Crystal Palace. Yes. Crystal Palace. Wow, that was a massive brain fart I just had right there. You could just, you know, write it down on things. I did, and then I just put my notes away. So, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, he had, not only is he, the reason he's my top drawer, top boy of the week, is because he opened his Crystal Palace account with a free kick, top drawer goal. It was great. It was great. Absolute stunner. Top left corner. Nothing you're doing about it. It hit the top net before it hit the back net. It's the things you love to see. Um, so yeah, that's my top boy, top drawer, top boy of the week. Adam, who do you have? For I got, this? I got uh, Bruno. Hey, all it's right. crazy what kind of football you can play when you stay on your damn feet. <laughs> yeah. And he did. And he looked great. Yeah. He, he made, he made some really good passes. They had a lot of room in the midfield to get those passes in, but mm-hmm. I think he had a, I, you know, I wanted him at Liverpool. I watched him beat Liverpool in the preseason. I mean, he just, you know, preseason, preseason, but He's a good player. Yeah. And he's got it. He's got it all in his bag. So it's nice to see from, you know, an objective standpoint, players who should put it together. Put it this way. Antithesis of Nicola Pepe. Right? Mm. Right? Very nice. Very <laughs> Not nice. putting it together. Putting it together. Yeah. Has it in the bag, left the bag at home, has it in the bag, produces thing Brought from, it to the from said bag. Right? Yeah, so I have him. I do want to then circle back because I, I I had to write this down and I kind of brought it up earlier. I did bring it up earlier and said uh, Adama Lookman has to have an honorable mention for shithousery moment of the year. Mm-hmm. Can't give it a real nomination though because he missed. Yeah, that wasn't the plan was to miss. Right, but you know, again, like I said, you're Fulham. You have and point right or two points. Four points, four excuse points. me. You have four points, no wins, and you're going on a Paneka mm. at the last kick of the mm. match. I mean, that would have just been outstanding, but it was not to be. No, it was not. Maybe there's a skill issue there. That... Well, I just, <laughs> I could not imagine what would have to run through my mind on a, we're in a, every point counts. Mm. <laughs> and to say, should I just put my foot through it? No. You are, as I can see here, one point out of the relegation fight so far <laughs> in the week. And so to give up another point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. was outstanding. All right. Um, do you get, did, was there any shithousery moments I missed that you caught? No, I nothing think, really. I didn't see anything. Nah, um, nothing really. I think, I think it's tough to have this. It was a weird time to start this with no fans in the stadiums. We would have had a lot more. Jamie Vardy would have been just pissing well, he, on he people had the, in the stands or remember something. Remember, he had the first one when he was yeah, yeah. pulling, calling out with his but ears. There, there would have been a lot more, I think. But, you know, we'll still keep our eye out for him. They have yeah, from we'll time be right. to time. We'll figure it out. Um, 
so not next week, but after the international break, which I don't know what the international break schedule is. I don't either. But I'm really confused on what the schedule for the Premier League is after the international break because it is a eight-match Saturday extravaganza. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole brought it up. Klopp brought it up about scheduling. Klopp was talking about Tottenham uh, playing in Europe, in Europa on a Friday, and then playing the 1230 or or playing the early Sunday match. Mm. And he's like, this is ridiculous. We don't ask for an extra day, but don't make us go first. Don't make Tottenham, someone who just played on Friday, go first. Like give them the extra hours. Yeah. So, we now have eight matches on a Saturday after, and maybe again, like I said, I don't know when they all come back. I think they try. This is just me spitballing here. I think they try to give them the full five day uh, workday week. Well, I think they try to give them that. From that it. well, that's what Klopp was bitching about. Additionally, he said, "But, but after Europe the last, doesn't, but Europe, Europe doesn't. doesn't. Yeah, after the last international break, I think England or someone was in pan." He said the boys. I forget where he said the boys. Where he goes, they were they played Wednesday night, and then we have, you know, a Saturday morning. You, you can't, you mm-hmm. can't do that. Figure mm-hmm. it out. And with them not having the five substitutions like there is everywhere else in Europe, mm-hmm. it's just you see the muscle injuries. Trent yep. went down. I mean, there's there's so many more. So our Saturday slate is Newcastle Chelsea at seven thirty to kick us off, and then. The next six are all 10 a.m. matches. Can't wait to watch all of those on Peacock. Yeah, watch. Every single one will be on Peacock. Not one will be on regular. Mm-hmm. So we got Villa Brighton, uh, Burnley Palace, Fulham Everton, Liverpool Leicester, United Eastern European Nightclub FC, uh, Wolves Southampton, Spurs, and Man City are the 12.30. And then... Uh, two Lonely Boys on Sunday. Sheffield hosts West Ham at 9. And Leeds Arsenal is uh, the nighttime or here in the States, our lunchtime treat. Which one of those sticks out to you? Um, I guess f- there's two, really. There's always two. Uh, on Saturday, uh, the early game, Newcastle-Chelsea. Newcastle is a Jekyll and Hyde type team. Uh, and Chelsea is just as much as we were kind of praising them as business as usual four goals um they can sometimes be caught slipping in these early uh, uh early weeks of the season so that'll be an interesting one to keep an eye on i'm not certain that i think newcastle is going to to best chelsea but if chelsea's not prepared for it i feel like they can especially going up to newcastle yeah um I know the fans aren't there, but still. That and then Sunday, uh, Leeds Arsenal. You know, I can't count Leeds out of anything this season, apparently. Especially with Patrick Bamford. Yeah, uh, he's going to score his armpit. Yeah, so uh, um, that Arsenal doesn't apparently doesn't know what they're doing around here. So um, that'll be an interesting game to watch as well. What do you got? Uh, probably Spurs City, but that's kind of an easy one. Wolves-Southampton, hmm. I think, is the one. I mean... Good old Ralph there at Southampton. He's just, he's got him singing. He's got him you know, banging like along. Said, Ings is out. Shea Adams just keeps going. Yeah. Right. Um, 
So I think I think that will be off the beaten path kind of one, which mm-hmm. which is odd to say when Southampton is you know top four, you know, and Wolves yeah. was so great last year and is continuing to be so good this year. Um, so Wolves, Southampton, um, and Spurs City could be a real good one too. Yeah. So so that's what I'm looking for. But you know, unfortunately, I've got two weeks to think about it. Yeah, we're going to have to think about something to do for next week. I mean, I'm sure we'll have something to talk about. Um, Is Pele a fraud? Yes. Next question. That's right. Um, Is Maradona overrated? Yes. Next question. Thank you. Okay. Are we saving these? These seems fast, though. We'd have to have a lot of them. (laughs) Full disclosure, I don't think Maradona's... I think he's the great. Of, I think he's great. But the amount of rolling eyes that are happening di- in this so so <laughs> this we're kind of on it. Just so I don't want people to. We are still a fairly new podcast, and so we enjoy all the people that listen to us. And we want more, so I don't want them to just turn it off and never come back. When I say I think Maradona is overrated, I think it's because my rooted belief that every single athlete from generations past is not as good as the, it just as doesn't. The Babe Ruth wouldn't make a college baseball team. Babe Ruth wouldn't hit a single fastball throw. Now, if you say he was born and has the same upbringing and abilities once he gets into a pro club that Lionel Messi did, you know, okay, does he continue, right? But if you just take prime Maradona and prime, you know, top players now, it just, you can't, the speed, the size, he didn't play against. But you say that about anyone. Right? Yeah. Anyone. Also. So, I do, I do, like, I do, I do like Maradona because he likes to party. I like to party. Anybody who's literally blowing lines from, like, a presidential suite at the World Cup where, like, his his entourage is, like, holding him back so he doesn't fall over the railing and die. Yeah. I mean, I can't say... That, that I can't say me. lots of bad things about no, him, right? If because I had the money, I see a little bit of me. I see a little bit of me in Maradona, not the athleticism, but the bad decision making part. Maybe current uh, Maradona, I see in the athleticism. Yep. I see that in me. Still has better hair than me. Well, there's that. I mean, that's not anything. I don't think we can fix. All right. Well, let's. We'll have to save all of our uh, mildly mediocre ideas for next week. Agree. We can't burn take them care all of some now. business and let's get out of here. Yeah, um, so if you want to yell at us about our Maradona and Pele takes, uh, you can email us at topdrawerpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also DM us, but you can find us in our our fantastic posts and memes and, and news uh, on our Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram page at topdrawerpod, uh, at all of those, topdrawerpodcasts at Facebook. Um, yeah, if you want to yell at us, you can hit us in the DMs or email us. Um, we just did a giveaway a couple weeks back for FIFA 21. Uh, uh, a listener got it, received it. He's enjoying the game as far as we know. Um, but we're looking forward to doing some more giveaways in the yeah, near future. Yeah, we'll just have to figure out how to get things to Germany better than we did last time. Hey, it got there. <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't control there. the mail. It got there. That's for um, sure. But yeah, so follow us. Follow us on all our uh, socials. Uh, you'll see giveaways and, and other things like that, other content there. Uh, and make sure you wait, rate, review, um, and comment on our um, our episodes. It really helps us out. But especially subscribe and follow to it on, on Pandora, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify. That's the best way to them. see the new uh, uh, episodes when they drop. 
That's right. That's right. So, all right. Well, glad we got that out of the way. Thanks again, everybody. Please check in on your loved ones and your friends during mm. this international break. It, it is a difficult time for all, mm. uh, and we shall endure together and shall persevere. So until next week, but until two weeks from now, really, when, they, when those games come back. I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.